2: Got a lot to get to in a short amount of time. I say it all the time and I really mean it, man. There's just so much to get to. And I know we got a lot of patient callers, got a lot of texts that we got to get to. Uh, we've also got Hunter Renfro and Matt Hollins from the Raiders locker room. We'll hear that in the next segment. Thanks to uh, Vinny Bonsignor who just sent that over to us. So we're definitely going to get that on for you. Want to hear what those guys have to say about. QB1 being sat down for the final two games of the season. But, Raider Nation, we also want to hear from you at 702-365-9200. And uh, the question that I threw out there, what did the Carr era mean to you? What direction do you think is best for the Raiders moving forward? Allen of Vegas, you're up first. What's on your mind, brother?
3: Hey, what's up, Q? Uh, Derek Carr meant a lot to me because when he went 0-10 back in 2014, I was going through the worst time in my life, man. And when they hit the playoff run in 2016, I was – probably on on one of my best friends in my life. So it's kind of like it, it kind of just paired up. So it sucks that this had to happen, but it's the best decision. 55% completion percentage. You got to put somebody else in there, you know, and, and, and see if Sidney can do a little better. I hope that they bring in a veteran next year because this team is prime for the playoffs. You already got the receivers. You got the running back. Well, hopefully we sign Jacobs. Right and with Max, you cannot go through a rebuild. You got to bring in somebody who's already seasoned, who's proven, and can deliver.
2: All right, hey Alan, thank you for the call. I appreciate you. And you you mentioned about the you know bringing in a veteran, and the team is already kind of set up, and uh, you know not going through a rebuild when you have Max, uh, you have Devontae right now in the mix, you have Josh Jacobs that you could bring back in the mix. Look. Moving on from Derek Carr, you're going to save about $30 million as well on the salary cap. So there's a lot of different things that you can do. You know, we talked, spent endless show on top of show on top of show about the defense. You could pour $30 million into your defense. You could pour $30 million into your offensive line. There's a lot of things you could do with $30 million. And the one thing I'll say that no one has really brought up yet, at least on this show, I'm sure when JT talked about it, somebody brought it up, this might be the best thing for Derek as well. I mean, Derek's been through a lot of hell, to say the least, to put it – you know, bluntly, over the last nine years. This might be one of those who right? One of those sighs of relief. You know, when you're in a relationship and it just ain't going bad and finally, finally you have the stones to just call it a day and you wake up the next day and you might be by yourself, but at the same time it's like, you know what? This ain't bad. This ain't too bad after all. Right? That I mean that, that that could be something as well. I'm sure it's not something like he wanted it to shake out the way it's shaking out right now. But in the long run, this is probably something good for Derek as well. What you got, mind?
1: I know we talked about it ad nauseum last off season, but Matt Stafford was seventy four ninety in Detroit. Yeah, went to a better team, won a Super Bowl. Yeah, not want the best for Derek Carr. Yeah, but like you said, it could be the best thing that ever happened. I'm it sure Matt be. Stafford, you know, built the ties in Detroit. Number one overall pick was there for ten plus years. But sometimes it's the best thing to happen for you.
2: I mean, it really is. You know, I, I like to always throw myself into the mix because that's all I could ever talk about is myself. And I'll tell you, man. You know, when I was living in the 559 in Fresno, California, you know, I, I, Little Q lived with me. I lived with, you know, Little Q's mom. But the minute that I shook out of there and the minute I had my own place and it was just me and him, it was like, whew, that's a sigh of relief, right? And I'm not trying to sound disrespectful, but I just had to remove myself from that situation because it was, it was a toxic situation. I don't wish any ill will on her, right? I mean, I'm cool with her. I don't wish anything ill will on her. It. It's just it wasn't a good situation. Sometimes you've got to remove yourself from that situation, and this could be end up in the long run. Whatever Derek chooses to do, he doesn't have to play another down of football if he doesn't want to. That dude has earned his money. He's mentioned that plenty of times. He's dedicated preacher as well. That's something that he, you know, I'm sure this could be a uh, one of his lessons that he he preaches about on Sundays. And I mean, he—he's his family's taken care of. He has nothing to hang his head on. He has nothing to hang his head and be like, "Oh, I failed." He didn't fail. He just didn't—he re- didn't achieve the ultimate goal. But as far as I'm concerned, he didn't fail. Uh, let's talk to Nat and Henderson. Well, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother?
1: What's up, Q? Damon, listen, man. <laughs> this is a great day for Raider fans. I'm—I'm I'm just gonna bring come at come at you a different way. Okay. First of all. Carr is a spiritual man. God has his back. That guy is not going to lose a step. Now, this is a bad day in terms of his football career, maybe. But at the end of the day, folks, Carr is going to be just fine. Mm -hmm. And as a season ticket holder, I have an investment in this team. For 20 years, (laughs) my grandkids are going to get these tickets. Right. So as far as I'm concerned... They need to do whatever they need to do to start winning some freaking football games. Mm -hmm. And if Carr is part of the answer, and I'm sure there may be some other chips that are going to fall between now and when the season starts, then so be it. Because as far as I'm concerned, spiritual guys who walk it and talk it, they're going to be fine. But this is a football team. (laughs) And they have to answer to the fans. And the advertiser, this is all about money. I want my money protected. And as far as I'm concerned, they need to do everything necessary to see that I get value for my tickets. These freaking beers cost me a ton of money. These tickets cost me a ton of money. I don't want to hear none of this. Well, I hear people calling up, talking, well, I'm not coming to the game. Well, i catch you later, bro. See you later. I'm going to be at every game as long as I have these tickets. And I hope my grandkids are going to be at these games when they're old enough to go to these games. So, congratulations, Raiders. (laughs) Do your thing to keep people in the seats.
2: Happy New Year, boys. (laughs) Happy New Year's, brother. There he goes, Nat Henderson. And that's the thing, man. I mean, and I've said it multiple times. You can't have a a loser – in Las Vegas. You can't have a losing product in Las Vegas. Demond, you've been here a lot longer than I have. There's too many options, man. There's way too many things to do, right? I mean, think about it. They're playing a game on New Year's Day here in Las Vegas, and that's not going to be the biggest attraction, right? That's not going to be the biggest attraction that's going to happen this weekend. There's, what, 440,000 people that are expected to come to, to Las Vegas this weekend? 440,000 of them ain't going to the football game. There's just There's just too many options. So, again... As much as you might not agree with this call, the jury's out to see if it's the right call or not. I could say this if you sit down, Derek Carr, who's been the quarterback for nine years, which clearly they are, now it's on you, right? Josh McDaniels could say, you know what? I just didn't have my guy, which is what every coach does, by the way. The only one who didn't get away with it was Nathaniel Hackett for multiple reasons. They had guys on the sideline fighting. So that was that. But he said, he could say, I don't have my guys. I didn't, they don't, they can fit into my system. This, this, that, and the other. I got to have my quarterback. Okay, now you're going to get your quarterback. Now what are you going to do with him? Because now, regardless of how you feel about the head coach, that's the head coach. It's squarely 100% on him now. Whatever happens, there is no, well, Derek couldn't get it done. Because I know damn well they ain't going into the lion's den with Jared Stidham in 2023. I refuse to believe that. Matter of fact, you might just see him look like that, uh, that raw steak in the lion's den on Sunday against the Niners. That defense, man, they're going to pin their ears back and say, whoa, buddy, this is incentive time. I'm going to hit my bonuses today, right? I mean, I'm serious. I mean, that, this is a tough position for Jarrett Stenham to be in, but he's in this position. Let's go out to Hawaii. Let's go out to the islands, talk to our guy, Mr. Black. Welcome to the show.
4: Thank you. Yeah, this, uh, I'm 64, so I was a young man during all the glory years, and that was a fantastic time. Um, you know, of course, later years, Al Davis made a lot of mistakes, but man, I, Al Davis is one of my heroes and, uh, yeah, he made the mistakes, uh, many times. One of the big ones was in 1983 draft when Marino dropped right in our lap and we didn't take him. He would have came in under, uh, uh, under Plunkett sat for a year or two and then taken over the team that would have just been incredible. So yeah, he's made a lot of mistakes throughout the year, especially in his older ages. And now Mark Davis, now he's making his mistakes. This pouring on a car, as far as I'm concerned, uh, when he was born, he grew up a Raider fan and he got to be the quarterback of his idle team. And, uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's, he's, uh, one of the best Raiders ever. And this pouring on about him and, and, uh, But it all comes down to uh, last year was not a fluke, and uh, Mark Davis blew it. This coach is unproven as a head coach. He was in Denver. He is now, and mark my words today, December 28th, uh, next season will be the same thing because this coach is terrible, and uh, he made a big mistake by hiring him, and we're just going to be another, you know, junk team. Last year was not a fluke. Should have kept Pasaccia, uh, bra- uh, but you know that's the way it goes. I don't know why he, why uh, he, how he tricked uh, uh, Mark Davis into hiring him. But uh, mark my words, and nothing's going to change.
2: Okay. No, hey, no problem. Let me ask you this real quick before you go, unless he's already gone. If, 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 yeah, if, it, ter- if, it, ter- if it turns out really well next year, for some some strange reason, if it works out really well, are you going to call back and say you were wrong?
4: Oh, well, of course. I've been okay. wrong about a lot of things. Yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. I just want I'll just yeah, make it sure. Of course I
4: will. Okay. But I just want to say one thing. Uh, what Al Davis used to say is changed. The greatness of the Raiders is in its past. That's plain and simple.
2: Okay. Well, that's been that's been proven to be correct so far. So hopefully, uh, hopefully you're wrong. Not that I'm rooting against you, Mister Black, because I like you a lot. But I'm just saying. Uh, hopefully you're wrong and hopefully everything works out. But, again, it's squarely on the coach that you're talking about and head coach Joshua Daniels. We don't know. We don't know if it's going to work out. We do know that there's going to be change. And I know that it hasn't worked out to where anyone else has wanted for the last nine years. I mean, think about this, and I know it's not all his fault, so th- please don't tell me that I'm saying it's his fault. It's not. I, again, I respect the hell out of what Derek Carr has done for the organization. The Raiders have been to the playoffs twice in his career, and he's only played in one game in his career. Injury is not his fault. 2016 was his best chance to make a deep run, like Bonte Hill said. Didn't happen. Last year, there's a lot of things that happened. I'm never going to fault a team for winning and getting to the playoffs. I don't care how you do it. But two years out of nine is not, you know, a commitment to excellence. It's not a, you know, for the most part, honestly, most quarterbacks don't get nine years if they're losing, right? So, I mean, there's there's always so many different ways that you could look at it. But I do appreciate the call. 3.16 is the time. We'll take a quick break. Heard from Hunter Renfro, heard from Matt Collins, and also Darren Waller in the Raiders locker room. Uh, we'll get to all of that coming up next. It's Raider Nation Radio 920.
0: Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio.
2: Very emotional day when it comes to Raider Nation with the announcement of Derek Carr being sat down for the final two games and most likely – His career, got a text from the 209, don'tbebroke.com, text line 69187, keyword R&R. Before Derek Carr, who was the last quarterback to lead the Raiders to the playoffs, I'll wait. Thank you. I understand that. I have praised the guy the whole show. I'm just pointing out, most of the time, in the NFL, teams don't hold on to a quarterback that hasn't got them where they need to go. Before Derek Carr and his nine-year run, the Raiders had a carousel of quarterbacks. One guy after the other guy after the other guy after the other guy just kept replacing quarterbacks. So I started the show praising him. Please don't, don't come at me as the guy that's bashing Carr. I'm not. I actually appreciate everything he's done in stabilizing that quarterback position. It just didn't work out. This, this staff has made the decision that it just didn't work out. That's out of my control, and that's out of your control. I'm just stating the facts. Again, I've said multiple times in the last hour and 20 minutes that we've been on the show the great things he's done for this organization. So please do not get anything that may not be a, a sunshine and rainbows in Derek Carr's direction as me being critical of him. It's just the honest-to-God truth of what's going on, the reality of things. Mailman Raider said Carr brought hope to the organization. Whether people admit it or not, he got us out of that. Where play, players go to collect a check or where career, careers go to die, he brought us out of the mud and gave Raider Nation something to root for, it, even if we didn't go anywhere. I thank Carr. I agree with that 100%. I agree with you 100%, Mailman Raider. That's exactly what Bonte Hill said when he joined the show. Cuckamonga Raider, and then we'll hear from a, a player in the locker room. Q, I'm not a car basher nor lover. Whatever comes out of the situation, I wish him the best. I'd hope the last two games the nation shows the man a little respect. He didn't sign himself... To the to the team, he didn't start himself. That's on the Raiders. The man did love being a Raider. Nobody could deny that. Wish the man the best, but this is the right move for the Raiders, Cucamonga Raider. There you go. Again, I know this is a subject that not everyone's going to agree on, and that's fine, and that's okay, but it's the reality of what it is. We got Paloma Villacana coming up at 3.30. We'll ask her about the situation. We'll ask her about Josh Jacobs as well, and what he had to say following the Christmas Eve loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers. But right now, one of Derek Carr's big time targets we saw him go over 1000 yards last season that's Hunter Renfro hasn't played a whole lot this season got in the end zone on christmas eve here's what he had to say with vinny bosnior in the raiders locker room just a few minutes ago
3: i know some days are a little tougher than others what uh, no, uh, you know it's a business obviously and making a change at quarterback what you know obviously you want to support your jared but at the same time derek what are your thoughts on
5: I mean, Derek's a tremendous leader, um, tremendous football player. Uh, you know, it's tough, tough, you know, being good friends with him and tough, you know, seeing him as the guy. Um, you know, I didn't make that decision. And, um, you know, that, that's, that's, that was, that's the decision they made, and so that's what it is.
3: Obviously, it's a team sport, and so when a change like that happens, it's probably a reflection of what's going on with the team, and not just at that position. I would imagine.
5: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I mean, he he won a lot of games for us, and um, even down the stretch here, he he was a reason we won a lot of them. And um, I think uh, I think just his, you know, just an amazing leader, and hope to uh, play with him again sometime
3: is there a sense of what the feeling is in the locker room over that decision when you guys learned of, of what was going on
5: yeah it was kind of shocking i mean because we still have a chance yeah. you know um so that's you know disappointing but uh you know i'm i don't get paid to make those decisions
3: that said jared is the next yeah man up. yeah super um,
5: excited for jared chase gonna have a chance and um you know we're gonna play extremely hard for them you know it's not it's not their decision um and so, you know, they come in every day and they work extremely hard and um, they deserve an opportunity. And so, you know, we'll, uh, we'll we'll play hard for them.
2: So there you go. Hunter Renfro in the Raiders locker room just a little while ago. You heard Vinny Bonson. You're peppering him with a few questions, and Hunter's going to be a professional. As I expect, you know, 99.9% of the players to be professionals, right? Actually, I expect 100% of them to be professionals, but you never know. There could be someone that's, you know, super upset. I don't know who that would be, but there could be someone. Uh It didn't sound like the locker room was real quiet from the sound in the background, so it sounded like it was business as usual. So I think that they realize, again, going back to the text that we got from the five one zero earlier. Hate to hear about the business side of things, but it, uh, unfortunately, that's what it is. You heard Hunter, you know, reference it multiple times. I don't get paid to make those decisions. At the end of the day, it's a business. Hunter got back in the end zone on Saturday. Another guy who played. Pretty well on Saturday, just in a limited amount of snaps. I'd like to see him get in there a little bit more was Darren Waller. He had 21 snaps in the Raiders' uh, loss to the Steelers and made a very difficult catch that made it look like, okay, okay, Darren, I see you. You know, I mean, he, he, he made a tough catch late in the first half that ended up setting the Raiders up for a field goal. I wish they had scored a touchdown, but they, they ended up settling for three. So here's Darren Waller in the Raiders' locker room following practice.
3: Kind of some big news today, uh, replacing the quarterback. What was the general reaction uh, when you heard the news? Um, uh, it's a reaction where you got to kind of
6: take emotions out of it and just realize that the only thing that be productive is to support uh, Jared going forward. And guys are excited about him uh, being able to get an opportunity. So uh, we're rallying around him, letting him know that. We believe in him and, uh, you know, just trying to do what we can to prepare for San Francisco. How difficult is it to take the emotions out? I mean, obviously, it's an emotional thing. Or right? I mean, somebody you've been alongside with loses a job, essentially. So, I mean, how, t- how
2: tough is it to separate those things?
6: Oh, yeah. Uh, naturally, it's tough. Um, but I believe two things can coexist, like believing in Derek, believing that he will always be able to get it done, we'll also supporting Jared and moving forward uh, with this week and preparing. So, uh, I think that the two can coexist.
2: There he goes. Short and sweet, you know, Adam Hill and Vinny Bonsignor right there. A couple questions towards Darren Waller uh, about taking the emotions out of it. And I think that what Darren said is perfect. You know, two things could coexist. You could support Jared Stidham, which I believe the fan base will do as well, and also still respect the hell out of Derek Carr, which I think is possible. You know, you don't have to quit being a Raider fan because Derek Carr is not the quarterback. You can still support Jared Stidham. He didn't make that decision. All he's doing is going out and trying to do the very best he can. And I like the sound of the players in the locker room that at least it sounds like on the surface they're going to go out there and support him. Now, we'll see what it looks like on Sunday, and we'll see what it looks like the following Sunday. But at least it sounds like they're going to be supporting one Jared Stidham. we got more locker room sound that we'll get to in a little bit. But coming up next, Paloma Villicana. We'll ask her all things Raiders. We'll also touch on some UNLV as they're in action tonight. And then Saturday, another event happening in Vegas. San Diego State's coming to town. That's going to be a big one. We'll talk about all that coming up next with Paloma Villacana here on Red Nation Radio 920. And all of a sudden, all the players, they come together, mm-hmm. and they say when we come together, this locker room, and we hit the court at the Thomas and Mac, we are going to lay the smack down on them lobos. Like that?
1: Exactly.
3: All right. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Joy. I am very happy to be here. Amen. Amen. Welcome back. Welcome back to Unnecessary roughness, Unnecessary roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920, here's your boy Q.
2: Whenever you hear that rejoinder there, that means the man is feeling himself and that we must be ready to talk a little. UNLV, And it sounds like we're going to be talking some running Rebels action. That means we have Paloma Villacana from Fox 5 Sports on the phone lines. And Paloma, we do appreciate you as always. And uh, hopefully everything with you and the family is going good. Hopefully your holidays was pretty good. I know you're in San Jose right now for action going on tonight with UNLV and San Jose State. Before we get into any of that, I wanted to ask your thoughts on the news today that we got about Derek Carr sitting down for the final two games of the season Probably meaning the end of his Raider career. You've been yeah. here in Vegas for a while. You've seen the Raiders there at Allegiant. What, do you, what did you think about the announcement today?
0: My thoughts during that game uh, against Pittsburgh, I want to say maybe after the first quarter, I said, he's done. He's done. I even texted a few of my family members, a few friends, and I was like, Derek Carr's done. He's done. Just because I was just like, man, You know, here they are in Pittsburgh. I know it's negative 10 or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, man, the Steelers, like, you're losing to a rookie quarterback. And the way I just saw him, you know, play down the stretch, three interceptions, uh, you know, Devontae Adams had like 15 yards that game. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is it. This is it. I texted everyone I knew and, you know, some Raiders fans saying, say goodbye to Carr. This is it.
5: Right. Um, and I think I
0: tweeted after the game, I was like, you know, is it over for Carr? And I just think after that game, you know, no matter what the weather is, no matter what team you're facing, you know, just, just the the way he's been performing down the stretch of the season you know i was i have a lot of raiders friends here in vegas and so many so many of them texted me you know las vegas deserves better this city deserves better you know here we are in vegas we have allegiant stadium you know i understand they play in you know one of the toughest divisions in in, in, the, in the in the league and you know what it is but um you know just just what i've seen in the past couple games Obviously, Josh Jacobs fired up in in the locker room as he should. You know, I think Josh said exactly what he what everyone needed to hear. Um, So for him to be candid, for him to be honest, for him to be like, man, like, what's the point in me coming to work every day and busting my butt uh, if this is what we're going to do on offense? So. I'm not surprised. And also I covered Jared Stidham, you know, in the SEC, yep. Yep. you know, I know he's a solid quarterback, you know, the Patriots picked him up. Um, you know, he went undefeated in the preseason. So right. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know he's a solid quarterback. So, so we'll see what Stidham can do. Um, but, you know, I'm not shocked at all at the news. I think, I think he lost his job in that Steelers game. Yeah. Um, and we'll see where we go from here.
2: Yeah, and you know it's funny sitting around watching the game on uh, Saturday on Christmas Eve as well. It did feel like after that was over, I thought, I, I, I to myself thought, you know what, this this is probably going to be a wrap, and we started talking about the potential to end on Monday here on this show. So, again, not a surprise, similar to what you said. And you covered Josh Jacobs. You know him very well. And, uh, you know, I saw, I saw your, uh, you know, your tweet after he had to say what he had to say to Vinny in mm-hmm. the Raiders locker room. As you know, Josh, you know, when he is frustrated like that and is speaking like that, what does that mean to you?
0: Well, I think Josh has so much heart, so much heart. And, you know, you can't coach that. You know, what Josh has, you know, the way he plays, the passion he has, you can't coach that. You know, Josh is is, you know, one, one of those athletes that when you cover him and you talk to him and you get to meet him and, and be with him, he's special. He's special, and he's obviously one of the best best backs in the country, one of the best backs I ever covered in, in college football. So, um, you know, just the way the, way the franchise, um, you know, you could see it on his face. I mean, you could right. just see it on his face. He said, you know, I've given it my all for the past four years. And quite frankly, I don't know what to do. I think is what he said. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, to see one of the best backs in the country say that post game, um, that just that just starts with with Mark Davis and the franchise. And you know, that's not it's not on a player. It's not on Derek Hart. It's not on Josh Jacobs starts with the very, very man at the very, very top, and that's, that's Mark Davis and 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 the necessary moves he's going to have to make this offseason.
2: Yeah, you know, and, and you could be right about that. And, you know, Josh is a guy that the captains on the team, they they gave him the captain. They went to, you know, Coach McDaniels and said, hey, he needs to be a captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard a couple people say, you know, what, with, with this move with Carr, it almost might be the Raiders as an organization are dedicating themselves to Jacobs, like saying, hey, you are mm-hmm. our guy moving forward. Uh, what do you think are his desires? I mean, he'll be a free agent at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like he wants to stay here in Vegas?
0: Absolutely. I think so. I mean, that's what he said. You know, that's what his agent has said. You know, he wants to stay in Vegas. Um, He loves Raider Nation. We've seen how much he does for Raider Nation, this community, all his football camps, his signings, you know, all, all everything he does. Uh, the the Las Vegas uh, baseball game he hosts for charity. I mean, you know he's he's a Raider. You know, in and out, and you know, um, you know he's he's one of the you know best players in the league. And the fact that the Raiders have him, I could see this being a good move for for Josh Jacobs and and bringing in a fresh, just some fresh young talent at, at, at QB. And right. I mean, it's just it's the irony is like we're talking about all the weapons the Raiders have on offense and all the talent they have on offense. But yet we're talking right now about just you know a six and nine Raiders team, you know, not right. not able to to beat the Steelers on on Christmas Eve, so we know some big moves are going to have to happen this off season.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. Again, Paloma Villacano from Fox 5 Sports is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. Now, I do want to get into UNLV. Again, you're in mm-hmm. San Jose. Uh, they opened up conference play tonight against San Jose State. Where are we as far as the players making it in because of travel and these crazy travel <laughs> times? Who's in? Who's out? Who's available? Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. so Kevin Krueger was telling us just how stressful this week was You know, for his coaches, for his players, for know, you know when you're in college you want to go home for the holidays, you know, you have a day or two to go home and see your family, especially basketball players. They're so busy during the holidays. So most of his team left to go home. But the the trouble was getting everyone back in time for this game just with the mess that was going on. So yesterday we were at practice, and, you know, there was no Keyshawn Gilbert there, their starting point guard. And I was like, man, I mean, I don't think he was injured. I don't think he was sick. Um, So, you know, he was still, you know, in that travel mess. But Keyshawn is here with the team. He was at practice last night or, you know, shoot around last night. Um, You know, and, and Kevin Kruger was just telling us yesterday, um that, you know, they're hopeful they can get him back into uh the starting lineup tonight against San Jose State. And this is a much improved San Jose State. I know they struggled last year, um, but this is a much improved San Jose State team. So I'm I'm excited to see the Red and Rebels start the conference playoff strong. Talking to the players, you know, they're like, yeah, we're eleven and one, but that doesn't mean anything. We haven't done anything. Uh, you know, they have a chip on their shoulder because of where they were in the preseason rankings, kind of in the middle of the pack. So um they have something to prove this this conference play, but Kevin Kruger told us, you know, they can't slow down at all. They can't take their foot off the gas at all. Like if they think like, Oh, we're eleven and one, we're doing well, we're cruising, that's when that's when they start losing. So kind of just that hungry chip on the shoulder mentality. Um, to go out and, and ball out in conference
2: play. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. And you know, we had someone uh, in the in the Raiders media room today over at the Intermount Healthcare Performance Center. He asked Adam Hill, he said, Hey, uh, how legit are the Reddit Rebels? I need to know before I jump on the bandwagon, which I quickly <laughs> I quickly shot him down. Like if you're thinking about jumping on a bandwagon, first of all there's a problem there with you. But I will say the question is valid. How legit do you think that this team is?
0: Well they're much more older this year, and I think that is the key to the transfer por- portal. Go grab fifth year guys. Go grab, um, guys that have played four years, you know, in, in the Pac 12, in the Big 12, in the Big 10, in the SEC. You know, go grab older guys who have played four years in the SEC. And that's what Kevin Kruger did. He grabs older, experienced seniors, um, who have played, um, in Power 5 programs, and now they bring that experience, that work ethic, uh, to the team. So we've seen the run and rebels kind of have rosters where most of the team are sophomores and freshmen. And maybe there's only like one senior or one junior. Um, I think, I think earlier in the years past, there just have been younger rosters at UNLV, but Kevin Krueger is doing a great job with, with his roster, the talent he has. Um, you know, the guys are, are playing strong on defense, gritty and chippy on defense. Um, and, you know, I think his transfers have made a huge impact and I think that's the key to winning, winning the transfer portal is go get yourself some fifth-year, some senior guys with four years of experience, bring them to your roster, and then that just kind of lays the foundation, the work ethic for the younger guys who have
1: to compete every day with these guys in practice.
2: No doubt. No doubt. Paloma Villacana again, is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio 920. Damon has one for you.
1: Not looking past San Jose State at all, but we're not going to talk to you until next week. And Saturday (laughs) is probably going to be the most packed that the Thomas and may be all season for a Rebels game. So what do you expect the turnout to be for that San Diego State game? And how much is the team looking forward to this game?
0: I mean, the entire Mountain West is a hard conference. I mean, I don't think any team in the Mountain West is like, oh, that's a dub. Oh, you know, that's, that's you know, San Diego State every single team is so talented in the Mountain West. Like, you know, a couple of weeks ago, there were three undefeated teams in the Mountain West, and it was, like, the only league in the country that had, you know, three undefeated teams, New Mexico, uh, UNLV, and Utah State. So... When it comes to the Mountain West, whether they're playing San Jose, whether they're playing New Mexico, whether they're playing San Diego State, Boise State, Utah State, every team is so talented. So I know San Diego State is kind of like, you know, you circle them just because they're an NCAA tournament team. They're, you know, um, a really good program year in and year out. and I know that's probably one of the biggest games they'll have uh, this this year, but Man, every team in the Mountain West is really good, and we've seen that. And I I just feel like every year the Mountain West gets harder and harder because of the transfer portal. You know, so many guys from the Pac-12, from the Big 12, from the SEC, transferring to Mountain West schools. Now you just have a melting pot of all this talent from from Power 5 programs are are now in the Mountain West. And we'll see that tonight against San Jose, too. They got a couple guys, um, a couple transfers, from power five programs too. So Saturday will be a big one on, on New Year's Eve, but I'm telling you every single one of these conference games are, are going to be a tough matchup.
2: Yeah, it will. You know, they got a couple big ones coming up tonight and then obviously Saturday as well. Let me flip over to uh, the football side of things real quick. Paloma <laughs> and uh, UNLV, Barry Odom. He's obviously they have uh, Bob, Bobby Petrino is the offensive coordinator. They <laughs> added three more coaches today offensive linemen, our offensive line coach, defensive line coach, and a special uh, and, uh, uh, strength and conditioning coach. Uh, what do you think of the staff that uh, Coach Odom is putting together so far?
0: Yeah, it's exciting. I mean, it's definitely exciting. A couple eye openers for sure was Bobby Petrino is like, man, that's that's crazy. But um that's just kind of what I expected with this with, with Barry Odom coming from the SEC. Um, you know, he was a former head coach. Uh, so, you know, he, he knows a lot of people on that side of the country. So, um, you know, when he when they hired him, I said, wow, this is huge for UNLV because this is an SEC coach. This is a former head coach in the SEC. He's only going to bring SEC talent, um, you know, SEC experience, uh, that side of the country. And, you know, just just living on that side of the country, football is a whole other animal. I mean, football is like a part of life there in the SEC, in the South, in the Midwest. Um, So to bring that talent over to Las Vegas um, and that, that coaching experience, that's only going to help the guys who are there right now. And I'm just thinking of Doug Brumfield and the offense and just, you know, all the weapons that coach Royal had on offense, his receivers, you know, they're only going to get better with this, with this coaching staff, but I've been telling everyone, like, you know, it's, it's, Obviously, I was very close to Coach Roy's coaching staff, and now i got a whole brand-new staff to get to know. <laughs> so it only makes the Red Zone so much more fun to do these features and get to know these coaches uh, and, and the, the, the staff a little bit better.
2: Yeah, absolutely. should be interesting. And that's what – I mean, we've grown to know this when it comes to covering sports. Change is inevitable, right? It always yeah. happens. It doesn't matter if it's mm-hmm. college, the pros, both. Change is always going to happen, and mm-hmm. we just have to adapt and do the best we can and continue to provide the best coverage that we can. Well, Paloma, uh, I know that there's a lot of work that you have to do, but what are the plans for New Year's Eve? Are you gonna are, are you gonna have a good time? or Are you gonna be in, oh in the house God. working all the time?
0: You know what? The Runnin' Rebels always play on New Year's Eve, <laughs> and like I know their game is at one o'clock, but I'm still working on New yep. Year's Eve. You know yep. what I mean? Like yep. I don't even know. Hey, hey, my frogs are playing yes. on New Year's Eve. So
3: that's right. Let's go. Gonna Big 12.
0: <laughs> I'm going to be locked in. Like, that's my New Year's Eve plans. You know what? I thought about immediately, you know, when they they benched car, I thought about, man, Duggan. Like, Duggan's my boy. But right? I don't even want to see him go to the Raiders.
2: So. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There she is. There she is. I love <laughs> so, it. I so, love
0: yeah, it. I'll be. I'll be <laughs> On on Saturday on TCU.
2: Yeah, man, you got to be careful because you know, like I said, you'll be working, and you, you said you'll be working, and you'll be at the Thomas and Mac. But uh, mm-hmm. the strip closed down early, so you got to got to get off that strip oh, and right. get you know get to where you're, you're right. going. <laughs> so, you are right. Things mm. we
0: have to think of in Las Vegas. You know?
2: Exactly, exactly. But <laughs> well, what do you got coming out of the Rev Zone that we could be on the lookout for?
0: Yeah, first of all, so thankful for my Fox five team to to cover the Reb Zone for the past couple of weeks. I've been in the hospital with my mom. Yeah. So um, you know, it it really makes me appreciate, you know, life and, and my job and the reb zone and how much work, you know, goes into each one of our shows, you know, and that's mm-hmm. when you pull the plug on your work and, you know, what you do day to day, it's it's pretty eye opening to be like, Wow, you know, I'm just so blessed. To to be able to do what I do here in Vegas and to talk to you guys and and to have you Q and 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 Demon like to have you guys in my life too so. Um, you know, when you pull the plug on that, it's like, man, I really miss y'all. I miss the Reb zone. Right. So, you know, so thankful, you know, thankful for you guys. And, yeah, I'm excited to jump back in it this Sunday with, with Coach Kruger.
2: There you go. We'll be looking forward to it. And like I told you, uh, anything that, you know, you you ever need, you know, myself, tomorrow, we got your back. And uh, always prayers to you and your, your family and your mom, of course, because uh, there's things that are bigger than sports. So, Paloma, we definitely appreciate yeah. you.
0: Thank you, Q. Love you guys. Bye. All right.
2: There she goes. Paloma Villicana, Fox 5 Sports. Uh, fantastic stuff right there. And, yeah, she's been uh, dealing with the health of her mom for the past couple of weeks. That's why we haven't had her on the show. But uh, she's a trooper, and she's back, and her mom's doing well, and that's a good thing. And uh, it's glad to hear uh, that Paloma's back. As I said, there's sometimes there's a lot of things that are that are more important than just sports and wins and losses and Stuff like that. There's always a, a bigger picture, and so that's what uh, she was been dealing with, but she's been dealing with it like a champ. 3.48's a time. We do have some sound for Devontae Adams in the Raiders locker room. We'll get to it next. It's Raider Nation Radio, 920.
1: It's
0: Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio.
2: Lots to get to on this day, man. It's been a lot going all day, really long. It feels like... Uh, you know, it's just been kind of a whirlwind. From the minute that I walked into the radio station this morning, about I don't know, about seven thirty this morning, it just felt like it just felt like a different day. And we all knew that we were going to be talking to Head Coach Josh McDaniels today, so just felt like if something was going to shake out, and we've been talking about it for a couple of days here on Radio Nation Radio nine twenty, just felt like if something was going to shake out, it was going to happen today. And ultimately, it does with Derek Carr being benched. And uh, got a saw a tweet from Jeff Howe from the Athletic and. Uh, Let's see, Mike from uh, just a a, a listener tweeted this out, said any truth to this. Jeff Howe, who we've had on the show, said after being informed of his benching, Raiders quarterback Derek Carr has left the team with their permission to avoid being a distraction over the final two weeks of the season, according to a source. I can't confirm or deny it, but I know Jeff Howe from The Athletic, who, again, we've had on the show, doesn't just throw stuff out there, just to throw stuff out there. So if that's what it is, it would make sense. He wasn't at practice today. He wasn't in the locker room today. Again, it would make all the sense in the world. I mean, you get found out after nine years that you're being benched. I could see him saying, all right, well, let me just remove myself from the situation. One, to not be a a distraction. And two, to get his own mind right. Right? I mean, that's not something easy as well. We've got the injury report from the Silver and Black. We'll give that next hour. But everyone wants to know what Devontae Adams thinks. Vinny Bonsignor, Adam Hill, and others caught up to Devontae Adams in the Raiders locker room just a little while ago. Here's that conversation.
3: obviously a a tough day. Um, You know, not only your quarterback, but a a good friend of yours. Uh, What was kind of the reaction of when you got the news? Um, Well, I mean, I don't want to sit here
6: and make this entire thing about that. I think we're just going to knock this out in in a a little single hitter here. But, I mean, um, obviously I don't think anybody was excited about it in here, Um, you know, him being one of, one of my really good friends and you know the reason why I came here in the first place I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't be here right now if he wasn't the, you know if he wasn't here so um I think everybody knows how I feel about him and and you know with that said there's uh there's a process of how things go and I'm not gonna sit here and, and go on and on but obviously I support my guy and um you know I, you know we, we got to finish this season out you know the best way we can possible with you know all things considered at this point but uh yeah. Any anything else that you guys got, you can you can leave that for for Coach or, or Derek.
3: Does this change anything about how you view uh, where you are and the situation moving forward?
6: Um, well, we got two games left. We got the Niners this week, and then we got a, another game to go and, and finish. So that's really all that I'm really focused on. Do you reach out to Derek tonight and talk to him uh, a little bit? Well, we spoke already. So we'll, uh, yeah, we, we talked. Probably won't talk again tonight. But yeah, we, we spoke already. sure same way that I, that i approach every single game i mean uh, it's not the first time that the quarterback that i started the season with is not going to be finished in the season whether it was injury or, or otherwise so um you know we got the, the ball keeps rolling we gotta gotta figure it out um, you know I've, I've played i played eight years without him and you know that was that was what I had to do then and this is what i have to do for the remainder of the season and then moving forward we'll see how everything goes from
5: there have you liked about uh, practicing with Jarrett now getting his opportunity <laughs> You said what I would like about. Yeah, what, what what stands out about him as a quarterback?
6: I mean, you got a guy that doesn't have really any experience out there, he's just kind of playing loose, and you know sometimes I can I can help him whatever whatever's going to be, you know, make allow him to go out there and play to the best of his ability. Uh, you know, obviously we support and we want to encourage him to do the best that he can. Obviously, uh, you know, for the betterment of the team and himself as well.
2: There you go, Devontae Adams in the Raiders locker room. Obviously. Nobody's doing backflips that Derek Carr has been benched, right? Nobody here on the radio station and nobody in the locker room. None of those players. I mean, that's, that's their guy. And Devontae Adams, really, that's his guy. I mean, as you heard him say his words, not mine, he's here because of Derek Carr. There was no, hey, I'm going to be a Raider for the rest of my career. There was none of that from him. He said he's going to finish out this season and see where it goes from there. And that's all I think you could ask him to say and do. And he'll be the pro's pro and do exactly that. After that, I couldn't tell you. I don't even want to speculate because that's all it would be. It would be reckless speculation, and I'm not going to do that. I don't know what the future holds with Devontae Adams, but you heard his words, again, not mine, in the Raiders locker room. And he really doesn't want to say too much more about it. I was actually surprised that he answered a couple more questions following the, okay, there's no more of these. He still answered them. They were, they were very minor questions, but he did answer them. So I know a lot of people have questions. On you know if he's going to want to remain in the silver and black without his guy Derek Carr, and that's obviously remains to be seen. We have Mac Hollins still that will let you hear. Vinny sent that over as well. We've had a lot of great, great content from the Raiders locker room, from Hunter Renfro to Derek or not Derek, excuse me, to uh, Devontae Adams. Uh, who else did we have? Darren Waller. Waller. Yeah, Darren Waller. And uh, we'll see if they're able to grab anything else. But if not, that's great stuff. So. We definitely appreciate their efforts. Coming up next, Ted Wynn from the Athletic. We'll talk to him, get his thoughts on the benching, what you know the the next quarterback for the Silver and Black might look like, who can thrive in this system that Josh McDaniels is trying to implement with this team. We'll do all that as we kick off our number three of the show. It's Ranish Radio nine twelve.